This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of September 22nd, 2018. Rebuilding wine after the fires with California raisins. I don't want to set the rum on fire. And Heineken asks consumers to celebrate what's inside. All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. Let's go ahead and jump right into our first story. Uh, a father and son duo are using ruined wine grapes to help Napa wildfire victims. And here's how. Uh, to, to just be specific here, these are last year's fires, not, not the current fires. <laughs> is, is their solution they're using the leftover wine from last year to put out the fires? <laughs> If only. <laughs> so it's been almost a year since the Tubbs fire in Napa and Sonoma counties uh, claimed nearly 37,000 acres and 22 lives, mm. making it the most destructive wildfire in California history. Uh, Calistoga and uh, Geyserville? Geyserville towns, uh, known worldwide as wine country destinations, were evacuated. Entire vineyards were destroyed. Uh, others will take years or, in some cases, decades to reach stable production levels again. And for a while, the city of Napa had the most polluted air in the nation, mm. with an air quality index of 167. Uh, zero to 50 is considered good. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Mm. Uh, since last October, many in the wine community have stepped forward to help aid the victims of this natural disaster. The Union de Grands... De Grands Cru de Bordeaux. Yeah, <laughs> a collection of 135 chateaus from some of France's most prestigious appellations. Uh, for example, teamed up with Sotheby's. Sotheby's. Uh, Sotheby's. Look, I don't know anything about. <laughs> it's a. It's an auction place. Well, okay. On a wine charity auction. Well, if I'd have read the next sentence, <laughs> uh, the proceeds from went to rebuilding efforts uh, for the affected areas. Hmm. But Chris and Andrew Cates, uh, the father-son duo behind Napa Valley's Sigasia Vineyard, uh, which was also ravaged by the Tubbs fire, found uh, a especially creative way to give back. Uh, so in an interview they said, uh, we can do this, uh, what can we do in this situation? We could lick our wounds or we could get active and try to do something good, Chris Cates told NPR after looking into what remained of the Sigasia the Cates family found that only about 40% of the vines were actually burnt. Oh. While the grapes were tainted with smoke and therefore not suitable for winemaking, they were totally unharvestable. Something clicked. They, they weren't, weren't totally. totally. Oh, weren't totally unharvestable. A few years ago, uh, the Cates developed a process for turning wine grapes into raisins. Don't you just leave them out in the sun? <laughs> I mean, essentially. You leave them out in the sun, you play Don't Motown. <laughs> A project that was uh, spurred by the realization that about 5% of vineyards' fruit uh, go to waste each year. 
The result was a snack called raisins. You know what? Never mind. They can keep their money. <laughs> and the family found uh, that when they applied the same patented dehydrating 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 technique. That's how dehydrated I am. <laughs> to the smoke tainted grapes. It tasted just fine. In other words, there was no weird campfire flavor. But that'd be kind of cool if there was. <laughs> so you're telling me they, they basically could have had peaty wine coming out of this. Mm. Lagavulin is now making wine. I mean, we could have gone with that. Mm. Run with it. Uh, soon the Catesses... Cases. Cases? Cates. Cates. I think they just it's typeized their, their name. Too many S's. <laughs> Recruited other vineyards. Uh, Dirty hobbitses. To donate their fruit to the raisin making project, and in just one month, they had collected over a hundred tons of grapes. Early this year, they launched Rescue Raisins, available in both regular and dark chocolate coated varieties. With no, one... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still mad about Rescue no. Raisins. <laughs> oh it's yeah, like dark chocolate raisins. Let's, are good. let's be clear. It's spelled R A Y. Capital Z in the middle of the word, mm -hmm. Y-N-S. Yep. Not a fan of the name. Uh, $1 from every online purchase split between Napa Valley Community Disaster Relief Fund and the Food Recovery Network. I keep reading that as Food Network. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, man, versus, man versus grape. <laughs> and since raisins have a super long shelf life, uh, two to four years... They're an ideal disaster food. That's uh, that's why the family reached out to the Federal Emergency Management Agency after Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico last year. Unfortunately, they were unable to help due to time constraints. Hmm. Still, the father-son duo hopes to give hopes to be keep giving back. Uh, if you think things in the uh, midst of hardship, think about things in the midst of hardship. You can do a lot of good, says Chris Cates. Uh, but you have to think about them in a different way. I mean, that's fair. This is kind of a, a turn lemons and lemonade kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to turn, you know, take the grapes, grapes into raisins instead of yeah, turning it into wine. <laughs> I like that they, they describe it like it's this great, ma you know, magical procedure to turn to turn these grapes into raisins. And I went again, you just dehydrate them. <laughs> yeah. We've had the technology for some time. You leave them in the sun, you place a Motown. <laughs> also, we have that incredibly awkward situation when we were flying back from <laughs> the last uh, Nerdtacular. Uh, was it flying back or flying to? It was flying back because it was on July 4th. Oh. That, mm. for some, one of the surviving original California Raisins was, was on... Our they, flight. And they're and like, we're, we'll have him sing for us on the plane. Ray we Charles' prodigy is here on the plane, and we're going to have him sing our nation's anthem as we fly into the airport. It's like, no, no, can we, can we <laughs> Why? not? We, you know, I, I appreciate it. I'm sure it's fine and all, but you're, you're not set up for sound in this airplane. <laughs> Basically, you're here to tell me, you know, in the case of an emergency, my seat can be a, be a flotation device. That's all you're really there to tell me. Where the exits are, you know, important yeah. But this is, I mean, the name being terrible aside, this is actually pretty neat what they're doing. And it's taking their, you know, what would have been completely lost harvest yeah. and recovering it, not 40% to make wine, but recovering it to make something. 
Yeah, and and they can use it to help to help other people with it too. Supposedly, which is, I mean, I don't know about how much is actually going to get to them, but I, it, I don't know about the exactly what it's going to provide getting it to disaster victims. Oh, you're dying. You have no access to any health things. Everyone here now has malaria and blah blah blah. Have some, some chocolate covered raisins. Well, they also said this the. Uh, some of the money from the sales of it went to, to relief uh, the relief fund. So yeah, but they were hoping to, like they were saying, directly ship the raisins yeah. to the area. It, it's, so like, it's a little of both. <laughs> look, you don't look a gift food in the mouth when you're, you know, yeah. starving. When Very stu- true. When some stuff has happened. Yeah. Just saying, not really the best uh, quality yeah. food item. Yeah. Well, you know who also doesn't look down, uh, doesn't uh, uh, shun gift food in the mouth. People in the in the, the wasteland in the in the nuclear wastes, <laughs> be it capital, Boston or uh, West Virginia, or West Virginia, country road, take me home, getting pulled <laughs> off a twitch, <laughs> copyright violations. We should probably stop. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh. Bethesda Softworks and screen sil- uh, Silver Screen Bottling Company, who I believe we know from the uh, Star Trek wa- uh, yes. liquors they've oh, been releasing, okay. uh, they have revealed what has been an unexpected Fallout product ahead of the upcoming launch of Fallout 76 called Nuka Dark Rum. Uh, made in the si- same style as the classic Nuka Cola we learned to love in the games. On the official homepage of the beverage, uh, where you can also pre-order a bottle and other related merchandise, you get the following description: Nuka Dark Rum shares the same look as other Nuka Cola, uh, other bottles of Nuka Cola, with a black color and uh, but a black color and simplistic label. The Nuka Dark Rum is an alcoholic version of Nuka Cola, boasting 35% alcohol content per volume. Drink temporarily increases one's strength and endurance by one, but decreases perception by one as well. Mm. Chilling about... I believe it also gives you a uh, false sense of increased charisma. <laughs> Chilling a bottle of uh, Nuka Dark Rum with a, uh, with a buddy yields ice-cold Nuka Dark Rum, but there's no added benefit in doing so other than being... Other than not being an alcoholic drinking alone. Uh, included uh, is also suggested recipes for mixed drinks with the Nuka Dark uh, Nuka Dark Rum, uh, with fitting names such as the Nuka Mai Tai and the Nuka Painkiller. <laughs> Nuka Painkiller is actually a really appropriate name for that that setting. Uh, the bottles of Nuka Dark Rum are released on the very same day as Fallout 76, November 14th. That's much sooner than I was thinking it was, and the price tag is 79.99. Ooh, which Ow. is Harsh. More than. There's a bottle of More than the uh, the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit uh, much. But yeah. the, that's the a bottle small, is, skinny bottle thing. No, keep. Letting, it's. it's got, yeah, but the it's whole the nuclear. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like a Nuka Cola bottle. Oh, it just seems I like. It, I want it for the bottle alone. But it seems like a bit much on price for what you're getting. Like, what are the what are the ounces ounceage? Oh, it's not that. It's. The quality of the liquid inside the bottle is not going to be great. I have a feeling. Um, of course not. <laughs> My glasses. Oh, I was like, what is that? Everything's falling. But yeah, they don't really give us a lot of detail about it. I, I wish the helmet in the background also came standard with that. Because <laughs> they've got a full uh, power armor. Isn't there a thing where you can actually armor. get that? Or oh, That's sold out. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. That well, was, that, that figures, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the collector's edition, and they are completely sold out of those. But, yeah, it's 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 a neat little tie-in. Uh, I, I don't know how excited I am for Fallout 76. Hmm. I, I love the Fallout franchise, but I don't know. This one's not. not I'm ready. I'm ready on launch day to team up with some friends and go go into the wasteland. I mean, maybe. I've never played any of them. So you don't. don't really. You guys don't want to go to Camden Park. I mean, that would bring back some pretty funny mem- memories. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, still, I'm not buying this from. No. As 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 neat as a concept it is, and as cool as that bottle is. Not paying eighty bucks for probably not good rum. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Uh, don't You're paying 80, 80 bucks for a bottle, is what it is. That's what happens a lot though when you buy like the special collector thing. game so stuff. If you've got the, the 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 money to blow on it, sure. Yeah. But I don't. Pretty know. much, if you're buying the collector's editions of the game, you'll probably want to throw another eighty bucks at this, just yeah. to put the bottle next to your power armor helmet and your. Actual wearable Pip Boy that you got from the last one, and just just keep all your collectibles right there together. Never actually see them again, though. Yeah, yeah. We'll see again, though. Some Heineken. Always. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so uh, this is about Heineken and the, the holiday season, which I was like, oh yeah, I guess it's like literally almost October. <laughs> like we're getting there. So, uh, Heineken is putting out a holiday pack, um, which, you know, everybody kind of does. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is their new, their, their marketing thing for 2018. Um, so, it says, White Plains, New York-based Heineken USA is asking drinkers to see past the trimmings, open a cold Heineken, and celebrate what's inside during this upcoming holiday season. The new national program features TV spots, social media, and a limited edition Magnum, one and a half liter, bottle to share with friends and family. Magnum. Yeah, I, and I think that's just never a good name anymore. Dear you know? God, it's beautiful. Uh, while this year's something else. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not where, yeah. Uh, while this year's holiday retail promotion focuses on what's inside the bottle, the new brand campaign promotes the idea that beer drinkers can enjoy more when looked at um, with a fresh perspective, beginning in November, the campaign will be completed with TV, online video, and social media activations that take common beliefs in everyday life and cast them in a fresh and witty Heineken point of view to drive consideration for consumers to purchase Heineken for their holiday parties and celebrations. So this is the here's the part that I actually think is cool on this. Um, consumers who Shazam a Heineken bottle at on-premise retailers will receive a $5 Uber credit Wait, while supplies what, last. What does that even mean? What's that mean for Billy Batson? Right. <laughs> Billy Batson oh. says Shazam and he becomes Captain Marvel. <laughs> but, no, seriously, I don't understand that sentence. Shazam isn't really a verb. The app. Like the music thing? Yeah. How, How do you, you Shazam not, Heineken? It's not, just, it's not just music anymore. It does other stuff. Oh. Is it, like, Snapchat now or something? Everything um, is Snapchat I now. I think yeah. so. I'm old, so everything is sna- everything I don't understand is Snapchat. More or less. Um, <laughs> I understand Damn that. Damn kids and their Snapchat filters. Yeah, Shazam, because Shazam was bought by somebody in, was it Apple or something? Um, bought by DC Comics when they... <laughs> swear to God. Uh, but anyway, so yes, the, the app that does more than music at this point 
Um, but also it says at on-premise retailers. So I'm wondering, maybe you do like maybe you do it when like there's stuff playing on the radio or something while you're in the store. Either way, you get a five dollar Uber credit, which is nice, uh, and it's to ensure a safe ride throughout the holiday season. So I think that's kind of a nice nice mm. thing to do. Um, coupons and rebates and holiday themed point of sale items will bring the program to life. I have a pretty good uh, pretty good way that involves Heineken to uh, do safe driving. Don't drink Heineken. You drink one Heineken. You don't want to drink anything else because it's terrible. <laughs> um, so Heineken, uh, a family-owned brand with a rich history and premium credentials spanning 150 years, is confident in asking consumers to celebrate what's inside, to celebrate the Heineken that consistently delivers the quality that consumers seek. This is from the spokesperson, of course. Right. Um, <laughs> they said that uh, beer is an essential purchase for holiday celebrations. Yes. Large and small. Uh, more than any other season, consumers want the brands they serve during the holidays to reflect the spirit of the season and the quality they expect, and to show their friends and family how much they care. So they're um, going to be doing cutesy little wintry designs on essentially, bottles and cans. Yeah. And, and want you to start a social media campaign for them oh, about the, it. Well, oh, the beer in the box is frightful. <laughs> Um, but so like it, it's a it's a holiday themed pack and then like it says point of sale items. I imagine they're gonna have some some swaggy stuff, you know, for the holiday season and like I don't know. I, I thought the Uber thing was kind of cool. Uber thing's a neat idea. It's uh, I I didn't realize you could Shazam you could use Shazam for things that aren't music. So and I gotta look that up. But um, I don't even think Shazam was a thing anymore. I also was more in that that train of thought. But you know, I think it only is be again because somebody bought them. That's like huge. Don't you lie to me. I gotta Google this. Meanwhile, in Casey's neck of the woods currently, <laughs> uh, Boston Beer unveils new Boston Lager TV spots and a $1 million grant program. I say in Casey's neck of the woods because they have a nice big picture from GABF, and that's where Casey is. Yeah. <clears throat> During Boston Beer Company's annual Great American Beer Festival breakfast... Found, wait. So, that means that the breakfast was... Was it yesterday? Scroll, scroll up, because I'm pretty sure the date on this is, like, yesterday. Uh, 21st. 21st was yesterday. Okay. So, so he was in Denver yesterday and made it to Cincinnati today. Yes. Gotcha. So during Boston Beer Company's annual Great American Beer Festival breakfast, founder Jim Cook unveiled a new series of Sam Adams ads and announced a new grant program that will give $1 million to early-stage uh, food and beverage companies. Real quick, I now understand why Jim Cook was so drunk at... Uh... At Oktoberfest. Right? Yeah. He had already been, had quite a few. Uh, Cook said the new series of folksy ads, which highlight hop selection in Germany for Samuel Adams, flagship Boston Lager, focus on craftsmanship and artisanal values. The ads end with the tagline, brewed inefficient, <laughs> inefficiently since 1984. All right. That's probably, <laughs> yeah. That, not that that inaccurate. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm gonna have to look these ads up when we finish this to figure it out. Uh, Cook said the new ads show the freedom independent craft breweries such as Boston Beer Company, which is publicly traded, uh, possess. They also help distinguish craft uh, brewers from big industrial brewers. You're not a slave to the bottom line, he said. You can brew beer in a woefully or gloriously inefficient <laughs> way. I feel like that's the, 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 the mindset of everyone at Dogfish Head. <laughs> Pretty much. 
Uh, that distinguishes craft brewers from big industrial brewers, he added. Differentiation between small brewers and larger corporate beer companies presents a big opportunity for craft brewers, uh, Cook said, echoing comments made in the past by Founders Brewing Company co-founder and CEO Mike Stevens. Uh, Cook said craft brewers should be going uh, for the 85% of the beer market, uh, beer consumers who don't drink craft beer. Uh, Cook said those consumers are up for grabs. To me, that's, I mean, essentially, yeah. <laughs> He's not, not wrong at all. Uh, to me, that's the necessary for the whole beer category. We should all be trying to make beer interesting, exciting, engaging, because today the sea of sameness can be boring to consumers. I'll never forget what my dad said. Uh, Jim, all beer is good, but some <laughs> beer is better. I like that. So that, those are good words to live by, but he's not wrong at all, and I like that they bring up Founders in this because wasn't the story uh, just a couple weeks ago that from Founders where they were, like, they were saying uh, they, someone needs to bring sexy back into beer. Like someone needs to make oh. beer sexy again. Yeah. And then everyone exploded on them for being sexist and all this. Oh, jeez. I was like, no, they're like beer used to have this kind of sex appeal to it. It used to, you know, it was you weren't a fat, disgusting guy to be drinking beer, and uh, now however that's kind the, of the case. Said, however, the side effect of drinking much beer is the beer belly. Mm. I mean, yeah, you don't got to point it out. That's why you keep seeing, um, you know, uh, ads with like for like the the zero calorie stuff and or, or low calorie stuff like. Well, Chris Pratt is now the spokesperson for Michelob, and it's showing him, like, he is, like, buffed out in all the ads, like, so much more swole than he ever was in Guardians. But but he lost all that weight he had as Andy Dwyer because he stopped (laughs) drinking beer. (laughs) How much beer were you drinking? Too much. (laughs) Now he just has, like, the one bottle for advertising purposes, and then it's like, yeah. One bottle, ever. So, they don't let him drink it either. He just gets to hold it. It's a shame of too much, too many calories trying to get through the glass at him. Following the meeting, uh, Cook told Brewbound, where we got the story, uh, that the new ad campaign would launch within the next six weeks and include print and digital advertising. He added the company is <laughs> investing serious money into the campaign. During the company's second quarter, investors call CFO Frank Smala said that the company planned to increase its spending on advertising and selling expenses between 15 and $25 million in 2018. That's a lot of cheese. Yeah. Woo! Uh, Cook like, also didn't rule out a packaging refresh in the future. Come on, they're still in the middle of the last refresh. Well, like, things have been kind of stagnant for them, so they're trying a lot of stuff to get starting to see what... Everyone is, but it's like New Holland. We don't need a different dragon's milk packaging every two years. Honestly, it just gets kind of confusing. Yeah. They've also got their 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 hundred their one million dollar grants for small businesses in the food uh, food and beverage industry. That is interesting because they've always been there to help out the smaller Mm -hmm. smaller guys as they're coming up. And the fact that they're going to step forward with something like that is pretty big. Yeah, no, it, it's it's neat, and I kind of like some of that idea. It, it, I don't know. I'll have to wait till I actually see the ads themselves. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. you know, everyone's trying to stand out at this point. Uh, you know, who else is trying to stand out? 
Metallica. Always. I was going to say, uh, past their prime, 80s rockers. Yeah. God. <laughs> Man. J- like, and that, that, <laughs> just looking at it, they're going, there's, I don't know which one's not in Metallica in that picture. Really? Yeah. You can't pick him out? No, no, it could be any one of them. <laughs> uh, Metallica, previously of coffee and beer fame. Yeah, more recently than, than music, I guess. Are they? What coffee fame? What beer fame? Well, they did do a, I think we covered the beer. beer thing at some point, but I don't know about the coffee. We covered the Megadeth beer, but we don't think we ever... The one Dave Mustaine did, I don't think we ever... No, I think... I don't remember, but I, if that sounds familiar. Look. Look, let's all be honest here. Metallica has been a marketing firm for the last yeah, you know, twenty years. They're no kiss, but you are indeed correct. Look, they're as much of a marketing firm as as Lars Ulrich is going to be allowed to do. Uh, they, but their primary target is making like prizes for bad carnival games. Eh, probably. Mm. I mean, they they rely solely on the sales of Ride the Lightning posters at carnivals and fairs. <laughs> well, the article is saying here that Metallica has forged reputation as a seminal thrash metal bands thanks to their unique sound, uh, mixing in, uh, imposing volumes and tempos with an uh, equally adept craftsmanship. So when Metallica set out to release their own whiskey, it's only fit- fitting that the spirit wasn't just barrel, uh, wasn't just barrel aged, but also sound aged to their own music. Uh, so the, uh, we've talked a bit about the, the, the sound aging of, of whiskey. To... I guess to say, yeah, that story's not new for us because we did cover it, oh, that's been a while back, but there was a company that was trying to hyper-age whiskey using, right. uh, sound to, like, vibrate, I guess, like, get it worked into all the deep nooks and crannies because that is part of the aging process is through... But it's still not really effective no because in that story they said it only it was a temporary effect yeah it lasts like basically your whiskey has a shelf life which is weird but yeah that's extremely weird yeah well this is the story of blackened (laughs) a new whiskey uh the the new whiskey they're making uh begins relatively straightforward fashion it's american straight whiskey created by acclaimed master distiller and blender david picker pickerel there you go. Uh, who worked at Maker's Mark before his current position at Whistlepig. Oh. Uh, what truly makes Blackened a uh, discussion-worthy uh, addition to your liquor cabinet is Black Noise. Built as, uh, as a patent-pending sonic enhancement process to use Metallica's music to help shape the flavor of the whiskey. Now, if it's uh, patent-pending here, something tells me there's going to be some legal discussion with that other place that's already using the exact same technology to do the hyper-aging. They're probably doing the same principle, but maybe doing a different implementation of said technology. So there's I just, some gray area. I I'm can't sure. roll my eyes hard enough when it comes to legal things and Metallica. Like, I'm just <sighs> kind of like, uh... In addition to being a marketing firm, they're also a legal firm. Pickerel uh, yeah. says that the idea behind Black no- Noise came from his days at West Point, uh, home to the world's largest church organ, when... When it hits a low note, the whole building would tremble. It would really shake your guts. Uh, sure. He suggested using these low-wave frequencies during the whiskey aging process. So Metallica turned to Meyer Sound, who had already helped develop a special property subwoofer to amplify their low tones. Uh, the subwoofer hit exactly the frequency Pickerel was looking for, 
and Blackened was off to the races. Hmm. They handpicked a playlist to energize their new their new whiskey, and Meyer Sound worked with producer uh, Sweet Amber Distilling Company to find a way to envelop the barrels in music. According to the brand, the liquid is uh, bathed in low hertz sound waves, so intense that it actually intensifies the molecular interaction and ultimately the finish. I'm calling BS. It all just sounds like crap. Yeah. <laughs> but what? But what is the playlist? What songs? It's three of their songs, and the playlist is three hours long, four hours long. <laughs> but what three songs? I don't know. What what three songs from Metallica have the low end enough for this desired effect? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, dis- Enter Sandman. <laughs> no, no. Uh, despite spending weeks being bombarded with heavy metal. Uh, Pickerel emphasizes the whiskey is also aged by traditional means. We're not trying to cheat time, he says. Yes, you are. This just kicks the finishing process up a notch. The sonic enhancement shakes the whiskey molecules to their core. At a low enough frequency, flavor elements start to work their way out of the barrel and into the blend. Uh, As for those resulting flavor elements, the uh, brand writes that the honey amber-hued spirit has notes of burnt caramel, oak, and honey, on the nose and moderate hints of sp- uh, spice upon the first sip. The taste includes notes of honey, cinnamon, allspice, clove, and mint with uh, unexpected hints of apricot lingering underneath before a long and smooth finish with slightly creamy hints of butterscotch, taffy, maple, and honey. What? So what doesn't it taste like? They're yeah. just just throwing stuff against the wall. Sounds like a great description. Whiskey buzzwords. Whiskey buzzwords. Well, uh, the whiskey is our musical stamp, said Metallica lead guitarist Kirk Hammett. It is something that the world has not experienced before, and it gives uh, one the opportunity to truly taste the music. I mean, I've been kicked in the face at some concerts. I'm pretty sure I tasted the music there (laughs) when, when there's some blood and beer and vomit in your mouth. The article here mentions uh, plenty other alcoholic beverages have been aged with non-metallica music <laughs> from Wu-Tang beer, which ain't nothing ain't nothing to, to mess with. <laughs> I, I would purchase Wu-Tang beer. Yeah. We're, we're just going to put that out there. Uh, to Brandy aged while listening to the likes of Springsteen and Bowie. Hmm. Would also throw down for that. Uh, though none involved Metallica's proprietary subwoofer uh, system either. It is uh, blackened. Is planned to be rolled out by uh, in limited markets by September 29th. So oh, next week. Yeah, uh, just in time for Metallica's fall North American tour. Of course. And they're going to be through here in January. Yeah, the tickets have been on sale for almost a year. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. It's it. <laughs> it's it's just it just screams gimmicky to me. Oh yeah. Like. That's why I just I can't I can't. It's just like, it's not just the gimmick of it's Metallica's whiskey. It's also, we've aged it with our music. It's that episode of, of Metalocalypse where they record music on the on the water. Oh, they're uh, in the Mariana Trench. They had to go to the deepest part of the ocean. Oh, yeah. And they record a whole song on, like... Mermaider? Mermaid like murder? Couple, yeah, like on a couple, like hundred gallons of water or something. To get the solo right, they lower uh, Toki out and down into the <laughs> starts having a yellow submarine moment just yeah because they're ex- exposing to like a pure oxygen environment and he starts tripping <laughs> well 
you know, if that was the story behind this whiskey, I'd be more excited. But, eh, I don't know. I don't really want it. I'm sure the price tag is probably too high. Yeah. Unless it's, it's like something I'm willing to outrageous. bet it's going to be about as much as the Nuka-Cola. Probably. Ugh, yeah. And probably about $80 a bottle, I could see him doing that. Not worth it, <laughs> in my opinion. For, for, for a gimmick, basically. The bottle's not even cool. Like, whatever. Well, yeah. you know what might be worth it, Brittany? need some some cannaboid oil cannaboid cola uh yeah so um this week in weed news uh coca-cola might want to buy some weed so we may just need to start uh a whole segment this, because every this week, week in cannabis and this week in aldi and we'll be set yeah <laughs> two, pretty much two guaranteed stores Stay, oh, we didn't have an aldi store this week yeah i tried I tried. The, the Aldi wasn't up to anything crazy this you week. You wait, like into the holiday season. I bet you there's going to be something up, like every time. Um, okay, so one of the world's largest soda companies is feeling a little experimental. So it's doing what scores of people do in the same situation. It's checking out some drugs. This is great. Um, more specifically, the Atlanta-based Coca-Cola company is curious about one Canadian firm, Aurora Cannabis Inc that has made cannabis, or marijuana, its primary business, according to a new report by Bloomberg. Business is a booming. Probably is. is (laughs) Yeah, because it's like legal in Canada now. Um, As the beverage giant continues to grapple with slowing soda sales uh, and an increased interest in the public in uh, teas and flavored waters, executives reportedly are are in internal discussions over whether to invest in drinks with CBD in them. CBD is the non-psychoactive, important, uh, ingredient in marijuana, which can't get a person high, but will soothe and relieve pain. Um, Sorry, I'm just picturing Tally from South Park. Y'all want to get high? You can't do it with this. Yeah. Uh, While the soda industry has undoubtedly suffered from slowing sales and intense battles in California, Colorado, and Philadelphia over the implementation of soda taxes, that has been a big thing lately, Sweetened beverage companies are on, the on, aren't the only ones keeping an eye on the rising interest in cannabis-infused drinks. For the last, for at least a few years, the beer industry has been keeping close tabs on the cannabis world, seen as a potential threat to what sometimes it called uh, its share of the buzz. Oh, good lord! Um, buzz beer. Uh, that concern is well placed. The industry around marijuana is booming. In 2011, legal sales hit just over a billion dollars. By 2016, that had increased just over $4 billion. A year later, by the end of 2017, it more than doubled to about $9 billion. Just legal marijuana in U.S. Um, at least two beer companies, Molson Coors Brewing and Diageo, are in discussions with cannabis companies, according to Bloomberg. And Heineken has already launched a non-alcoholic drink containing marijuana ingredients under its Lagunitas brand. I totally keep forgetting that they own them. The hi-fi, yeah. It messes me up. Um, While the rules around the sale of cannabis products are nuanced under U.S. law, broadly speaking, it's still a controversial subject. Generally, it remains illegal to sell marijuana, even though a patchwork of states and municipalities allow it to be bought, grown, and kept for personal use. Uh, Even still... The U.S. Uh, FDA in June gave the okay for a company called GW Pharmaceuticals to sell a product made from marijuana to treat epilepsy. Another drug was approved by the FDA this week. I did not know that. I am 100% in favor of things like that, and I do know there are people in company where we work that are uh, 
being given the unofficial okay to do or take uh, the CBD oil. Hmm. That's I mean, they said it's not it's because it's not the THC. It's not what they test for when they do right. The, uh, because it's, there's a tra- it's a trucking company, yeah, and we have CDL drivers, so obviously they can't do yeah. anything that's going to alter their state of mind. But there are some guys with chronic pain, and they said that within a day of the CBD CBD oil, it's helping the pain. Oh yeah, I I've heard nothing but good things about that. Um, the oil, and then that's probably what is being used for. I'm assuming, I don't 100% know, but I'm assuming that's what be, is being used for things like Parkinson's and um, the the PTSD stuff. Mm, um, yeah. Because it, it still has the calming and, and, and therapeutic effects. So, um, yeah, I that's better than nothing. Like, at least they're not just like, no, this is bad. You know, like, let's do something about it. Um, yeah. Expect, see, we've been covering these kind of stories so much with, you had Constellation brands getting big into this, and now you're seeing Coke move into this. Mm -hmm. That means they are throwing tons of lobbying dollars behind getting uh, THC and marijuana legalized nationwide. Yeah. So expect this probably at midterms and at the next presidential election, Mm -hmm. you're going to see a huge push all around to legalize it or at least the beginnings of that because they are going to want to start they're putting these investments down now and they're going to want to be able to start actually cranking these products out and it was it was already fairly big at the last election yeah um and that's how like what like three or four states or something like that got it when the uh, recreational ohio got it yeah so i i I, it's a matter of time not recreational but yeah yeah um all right well that does it for this weirdly timed uh, news episode. <laughs> um, but uh, we'd like to remind everyone that this is, of course, the news only. So we will be. We also do the weekly long-form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Now remember that there will be no news episode show for next week, um, the weekend of the 28th. Uh, but you can otherwise catch us here on Twitch.tv on Saturdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. See you guys next Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>